The electronic score is unsuitable for fantasy, and that is just the tip of the iceberg in this never-ending nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Giorgio Moroder worked on this. Come on. This film has no pace, no structure, and no performances. Uh, I agree. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to rebut it. <laughs> it's no wonder the author's name doesn't even appear on the credits. Uh, was this based off is of that a book? A real book? It is based off a book. You troglodytes, ah. come on. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> that was a one star review on IMDb. Hello and welcome everyone to a very special Patreon Picks episode of Spoilers Intended. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for supporting the show long enough to where we could do this. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We appreciate all of our patrons' support. They made it possible. Yeah. That's right. If you are hearing this once it hits the main feed and you're not a Patreon, we had a poll on our Patreon page. A while ago. Yeah. Well, it's, it cycles through, right? We put these out. Our patrons vote on what we should review. The yep. patrons get early access to the episode mm -hmm. and then it does eventually make its way to the main feed but if you want to be able to have a say a little bit of influence on in what we're reviewing and also early access to those reviews yep. you can help support us on patreon and get that for access. just one dollar one dollar a month just and so for this poll we had a theme it was 80s movies that scarred children and the four choices were labyrinth the never-ending story dark crystal dark crystal <laughs> And what was the fourth Oh, my one? gosh. Legend. 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 That's right. Tim Damn. Curry. Fantastic <laughs> in that. Anyways. You mean Tom Cruise. <laughs> Both. Both is good. <laughs> Both are good in that, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you voted and you picked The NeverEnding Story. Yes. Which I, I feel that The NeverEnding Story is very much a, um, a nostalgia-level film for a lot of people that grew up around that time. It certainly is for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But first... We should introduce ourselves because we are Spoilers Intended, a podcast yeah. about series and films. <laughs> yes. And I am joined, I am Stephen, joined as always by Andrew. <laughs> Andrew's <Hello. laughing. laughs> And Ryan. Hi, I'm here again. Yes, that's right. We had to shill for, we had to talk about Patreon first. Yeah, yeah you just completely ignored the entire script, but it's fine. It's I, fine. I, I yeah. love ruining scripts. <laughs> Do you? Sometimes. <laughs> I feel like somebody on the Neverending Story may agree with you. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Let me tell you. Woo. Hey. So, uh, like Ryan said, the, mm -hmm. the theme for this voting was movies that scarred 80s children. Yeah. And we are all children from the 80s. Technically, yes. And so we thought for our intro topic, we would talk about <laughs> Andrew some, just squeaked in. Yeah, just barely made it in. We By like an it. hour. It was 86. <laughs> I was alive. Oh, whatever. That's barely in. <laughs> I had beaten Mario Brothers by the time oh, you were I born. Mario Brothers by the time you were born. Oh, I don't sound like Yoda. <laughs> Do I? Oh, no. No, no. Uh, Concerned but, I am. <laughs> oh, gosh. But let's uh, let's talk about some, some movie trauma that we... Not necessarily children's movies, but movies we watched as children. Yes. That traumatized that scarred us. us. Mm -hmm. Traumatized. As we yes. discovered in the pre-show for this, uh, Ryan had many traumatic moments. Yeah. But I don't want to hear his first. I want to hear Andrew's. Oh, God. Yeah, same here. <laughs> okay, so this is um, not not exactly 1990. I don't, I don't really remember how old I was at this point, but I was old enough, probably about eight. Okay. So I guess 94-ish, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. uh, we were on a trip to Colorado to see some of my, my mom's friends. All right. And I'm already scared. Uh, yeah, we, 
they had a bunch of like I'll say younger kids, generally around my age. You know, a couple older ones, a couple younger ones. I was just yeah. kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my mom was off doing something with her friend, and they decided that they wanted to throw on the movie Trolls 2. Mm. Oh, um, you mean Troll 2. Troll 2. Troll 2. Trolls 2 yes. by DreamWorks. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Troll, Troll 2. <laughs> um, that would also scar you, though, I'd just yeah, like to say. Yeah, it was the 1990 film directed by Claudio Fragasso. Fra- Bless you. Fragasso. <laughs> yeah. Um, when young Joshua learns that he will be going on vacation with his family to a small town called Nilbog, he protests adamantly. He is warned by the spirit of deceased grandfather that goblins populate the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, his parents, Michael and Diana, dismiss his apprehensions and soon learn that they're uh, learn to appreciate their son's warnings. Guided by his godfather or grandfather's ghost, will Joshua and his family stand a chance in fighting off these evil beings? So. Uh, that synopsis is exactly kind of what the film is about. Yeah. Uh, That's how synopsis work. It has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is considered one of the worst films of all time. Yeah, Troll 2 is like... It's terrible. um, However, to an eight-year-old kid, uh, this was a a truly traumatizing experience. Yes. Because um, this was definitely like the first like really scary film that I saw. Mm -hmm. And it scared me so much, Uh, particularly, I guess there was a moment in the film where like someone's using a chainsaw and like cutting up this person that turned into a plant or something. And there's Mm -hmm. like just a bunch of like green blood. It's just going everywhere. everywhere. I remember. And um, that scene in particular um, scared me so much that um, I basically did not sleep for a week. Yeah, just just wholesale. I just couldn't fall asleep. I just laid in bed, just terrified that lot. I was going to be like attacked by a troll. Or you're gonna become a plant, yeah. and then someone's gonna chop you. Like, yeah, it was just it was terrifying. Like, like I, I wonder, you know, if you just don't sleep well for a, a prolonged period of time as a child, right? Like you're developing, right? So you're like developmentally stunt, mm-hmm. stunted now. I feel like that <laughs> explains a lot. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that was um, definitely one of the scariest moments yeah. in film that I've been at. I had another moment. I think I brought it up on another another episode about Dawn of the Dead. I'm not going to talk about that one. Honorable mention mm-hmm. was when I went to go see. Um, I think it was two years later, 1996, uh-huh. um, Independence Day in theaters with my dad. Wait, yeah. really? What? And whenever the the alien basically slaps the the oh, scientist yeah, against yeah. the wall, played by Brent starts, like, Spiner, yep. uh, starts talking through him. Uh-huh. I was terrified and had to I, like we had to leave the theater. I was <sighs> so scared. Man, that movie was awesome, though. Yeah, I, I thought that, that movie ruled. That movie ruled. Is, well, that no, bull- I, is that glass bulletproof? No, sir. <laughs> I, well, I love the film. I yeah. absolutely love it. But that's specifically now. Yeah. talking through that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I need to go next, Stephen. Okay. All right. <laughs> this what, is unironic, what? and this is a, a a perfect example of the difference in age between wow. Andrew and myself. No, wow. you'll see why. Oh, okay. All My right. movie is 1986's Troll. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the first movie in the series that scarred Andrew yeah. at age eight, I was probably age four when I saw this. Oh, God. And so it scarred me what? even more. <laughs> Again, in the, in the early to mid eighties, like these movies, I feel like a lot of them were technically horror movies, but they feature children and they, it was the same thing of like, the Goonies had kids in it, mm-hmm. and so you see this movie and the cover, it's got kids in it, oh, so you fine. think, like, yeah. what is it? Like, Poltergeist has, like, mostly just a child. Yeah. Yeah, like, for most of the movie, and, and it's so, like, well, it's a kid, but no, it's not. In their defense, they probably saw the cover of this movie, which the cover is actually terrifying, so maybe yeah. not. Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't need to let them off the hook for that. Either way, 1986 is Troll. 
scarred me crazily. Like it was insane. So a plot summary of the original troll <laughs> is a wicked what troll king heck? in search of a mystical ring that will transform him to a human form invades a San Francisco apartment complex where a powerful witch lives. Okay. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> That's um, in the synopsis. Hilarity no, that, that's my <laughs> editorializing. Uh, a couple of things about Troll before I get into what um, really uh, scare, scarred me on this. Uh-huh. Number one, one of the actors in this movie is was, in The Never Ending Story. I was Story. just going to say, like, what a coincidence because... Noah Hathaway, Noah Hathaway. Yep. is in this movie. I was like, I don't, I don't know who. I, I was like, is Steve going to finish it? <laughs> well, I, I was just trying to help because I was running across that myself. Yeah. Yeah. Noah Hathaway is in this movie who plays Atreyu mm-hmm. in this. Also, his name is Harry, Harry Potter, Potter Jr. Jr. Oh, no. His character's name is Harry, Harry Potter, Potter Jr. Confirmed. J.K. Rowling stole, stole from Troll. <laughs> she, she stole from Troll. Yeah. Um, so in this movie, right? There's a lot of creepy scenes. And like Troll, uh, the first one, and Troll 2, very tenuous like sequel. Like there's yeah. not a lot of like mm-hmm. plot in either yeah, one like, of these. Like and they're not over. like, yeah, it's not like you watch one and then the story picks up in the second. Mm-hmm. It's like loose at yeah. best. Uh, but in the first one, so he has a, um, a ring. And on this ring, there's like a needle. And he stabs uh, children with it. Okay. And I, when I he like does, it converts their bodies into these body snatcher like pods that burst open and release like forests and like fairies and stuff, Ugh. like mythical creatures. And the transformations are anything but quick and painless. <laughs> and the humans are definitely dead at the end of it. Like yeah. it's basically like he, he, you know, hits them with the needle and then they turn into this like pod and yeah. they explode and mm-hmm. then all this stuff comes out and the humans are definitely dead. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene that traumatized me the most is the first one of those transformations. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely because well, because they show yeah. probably everything gory detail. Oh, everything in yeah. like just yeah. And I w- this is probably you know I don't I haven't watched this movie probably since I was like <laughs> I watched it one other time when I was like ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Didn't scare me then, but I was like okay yeah I see why this messed me up. As yeah, a kid. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's like thirty minutes in mm-hmm. they do this because up until that point it's like a creepy movie, but it could still be like. The witches or yeah, dark yeah. crystal. It yeah, could yeah. be a kid's movie. And then it takes a hard turn mm-hmm. and it scarred me Ugh. for, I mean, a long time. Like, yeah. Because there was a specific scene with like a, a, a like a staircase like going down mm-hmm. and like my grandmother's house, I wouldn't go downstairs like <laughs> at all. Like, that, is that just like, straight like out? The kid like loses like the ball, like bounces down yes. the steps and the kid falls. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. No, yep. I don't, I don't, I don't know if this was well, <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Like, you know, like when you're, you know, like downstairs, you got to turn the lights out, but the switch is at the bottom of the steps. So like, yeah, you like hit the switch, you like race the ghost you up run, the stairs. Yeah. yeah. And slam yeah. the door. It's like, it's like home alone with the furnace. Yeah. 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 yeah very similar. Yeah, yeah. Except these things were real in this movie. So, <laughs> That's crazy. The ears was trolled too. Uh, I mean, it was like I was scarred. I mean, I still won't watch that film, and I know that it's a terrible, terrible film. Oh yeah, but I just hard pass. Like no way, can't do it. Yeah, Yeah, I just can't do it. Ryan, you got an honorable mention in there Uh, for what? Just for just oh trauma, trauma. Uh, Yeah, definitely. uh, (laughs) Let me think here. Caught him off guard. There was a a scary movie. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but Mm -hmm. I'll retell it. my parents wouldn't let me watch uh, scary movies with them. They had like their own, like, we're going to watch oh, and you, movies. And you like hide behind. The I, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, snuck yeah. into the living room and hid behind uh, this coffee table to watch what they were um, uh, watching. And it was this uh, werewolf scary movie. I've never been able to figure out what movie it is. I've Googled my brains out trying to find this place. Uh, found this movie. And uh, in the movie, 
the twist at the end that got me was the werewolf turns out to be this, uh, the main lady, her brother. Mm -hmm. And like the concept that someone, you know, could have been the werewolf all along just hit me on a level that I was not prepared for. And I screamed (laughs) out loud and they didn't know I had snuck into the living room. So like the climax happens, you know, the reveal. And then I go, ah, like jumped up and then they're screaming like, ah, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it was wild. So yeah, that's my honorable mention. And I've got so many more. There's one, I have a lot that I remember because no, I did get the same one. thing. This goat <laughs> lady, she one. had like goat legs and she was like walking around this old haunted house. And I never figured out what that movie that was. It may have just been like an episode of Outer Limits or something. But mm, anyway, probably. It was wild. Steven, what's yours? Uh, so y- y'all both went with horror movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know what you're going to pick. Do you? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah? I have an idea. Okay. Possibly. How do you know this? TM. Well, we're going to find Soon. out. <laughs> so, so y'all both went with horror movies. I didn't. I went with a children's movie mm-hmm. that is actually a horror movie. Okay. Okay. The Brave Little Toaster. Ah. 1987's. What? What? Which part? What? The furnace? Every part? No, it's not Brave, scary at all. But no, Brave Little Toaster okay. is. We watched is, that in first grade and so no kids had any issue. So here's, here's we did. The like they wheeled the little cart out and said, here, kids, and we loved it. We clapped. Here's the thing. The Brave Little Toaster is yeah. like a movie about obsolescence, existential dread, and like becoming old and incapable, yeah. wrapped up in the guise of it's a kids movie. Yeah, but you don't know it's, any of those words the first time you see that movie, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but you could feel it. I mean, they have they have a scene in here where like the car crusher scene, right? Mm-hmm. Where the cars are being lifted and they're singing about how they used to be, you know, so great, and oh, now yeah. they're they're yeah. weak and everything else. <laughs> One of the cars deliberately drives itself into the crusher after limiting its old life. The car commits suicide on yeah. screen. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah. And that was one of the two scenes that the produ- executive producer of the movie said, hey, we need to cut these. These are both out of line. And they both made it right on in. No <laughs> <Wow>. problem. <laughs> whoever, like, whoever the director's like, it. no, this has got to be. Yeah, we'll is, get rid of it. Rolls his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that movie was terrifying. The furnace is, t- like, right off the bat, right? The furnace is terrifying. Yeah. And then the car crusher scene is terrifying. There's a there's a whole scene where they're, like, in a swamp being sucked in into the mud. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they're, like, worried about the fact that they're going to die away. And the blanket's just, like, it's okay. And it's just, like, accepting the fact that he's being <laughs> sucked down. It's like, are you Nihilistic blanket. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, yeah. Like, I've probably seen that movie twice in my life, and I'm not... Mm-hmm positive i don't think i saw it in theaters i'm pretty sure i saw it like when it came to disney yeah uh, yeah i think i i saw it on vhs before it came to disney oh yeah, yeah that was i yeah. had this on tape we, had, we, had, on, yeah. we definitely yeah. had it on tape but yeah. whether it was like an official vhs or my parents just recorded it off mm-hmm. oh yeah now. you get that copy copy yeah yeah but like I, i've seen this movie like twice in my life i like on some level i'm like yeah i kind of want to go back. i don't actually really want to go watch it now because like people are like oh it's like the first pixar movie because it's really like deep and adult but it's also kind of like no 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 this is just depression people <laughs> that's just depression it's just a messed up movie and, yeah it's just a messed up movie yeah. right like boo. all right honorable mention honorable mention is now this was in theater uh, i think it's 1990s all dogs go to heaven. Oh, I was actually mm. going to mention all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't, Ryan, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Yeah. I, I watched it. I'm pretty that, sure I saw a, it. That's a heavy film. I don't Holy know if I watched cow. it in theaters, but I definitely watched it when it came out on mm-hmm. tape. But, but there is yeah. a bit, right? So the, the premise of course is this dog, uh, he's befriends this child and he's kind of helping her. And then is Burt Reynolds, the voice of the dog? I think so. Mm, yes. Yes. He is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the dog, Charlie, 
dies and all of us go to heaven. So he goes to heaven, but he refuses to stay because he wants to help the child. Mm. So after, you know, tricking his way out of heaven to go back to earth, he has this dream about being sent to hell, yeah. which is literally, he falls down a pit into like onto the river sticks on just a freaking boat made out of bones. Yeah. Where like, <laughs> but he's this, a dog. So he likes bones. So it's like a mixed no, reaction. No, it's not oh, that. No. Oh. And then like, the a big demon like raises up and like breathes fire onto the boat, which spawns all these other little demons that like start tugging and pulling at him and the boat starts sinking. He's like climbing up the the prow of the boat, which is like a freaking spine and skull of a skeleton. <laughs> it is yeah. like legit nightmare fuel. And I remember because we again we saw this in theater. And I remember mm-hmm. just being in the theater, just like mom. Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's that, that, that film is definitely one that I watched, I'll say, a lot as a kid, not necessarily by choice. Yeah, I feel like that. Like both okay. of those films were kind of the films where my parents were just like, oh, we'll put oh, that on. Oh, he likes it. It's a kid's movie. We'll put that in for him. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> just, just like, I can't operate the VCR. I'm just stuck with it. It's just you're like, I don't just want stuck this. in front of the TV, just eyes wide, <laughs> like absolute I, terror. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> He's fascinated. He keeps staring at it while like, it's like, ah! Uh, um, American Tale is also a pretty dark film. See, I considered yeah. uh, Secret of Nim. Oh, okay. I yeah, can still one, see yeah. those owl eyes like in my sleep, just the glowing eyes. Just, I'm actually surprised you didn't talk about Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. See, that was, if if someone stole that from me, that was my, my yeah. wheel around. Well, because like now, I still now, whenever I, still like, I, I go through and, you know, whenever I'm in like a new building or whatever, I'm like, if a Velociraptor came in here, how would I escape? Really? Oh, 100%. Oh, no. See, I don't wow. view it from that. What I view it from is, is Velociraptor entry points. I like look at the door and be like, that's a lever handle. That's no good. You need to find another door with a round doorknob. Yeah. I can't turn those. And a lock. Some sort of deadbolt. Yeah. Like, oh, man. That, mm, yeah, that one also stuck. And like, it wasn't even, I mean, like the raptor, like everything was scary in that film, yeah. right? Like the raptors were pretty terrifying. But it's mostly just the concept of like, you can't just like close the door because it just opens it anyway. Like, no, I don't want that at all. Yeah. My, my house is not very velociraptor proof. We have a lot of lever handles. You have a lot of lever. And, you got to figure that out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You need to pull it's coming, Andrew. <laughs> it's coming. Okay. <laughs> the day. Are you ready? I don't think you are. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Well, after that uh, little slice of trauma for, for yeah. everyone to uh, at home listening or driving in their car to have sudden PTSD flashbacks of <laughs> Troll. other movies other <laughs> that they've forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's jump into Neverending Story. So kick this off with a synopsis. Real simple, real short, real sweet. A troubled boy dives into a wondrous fantasy world through the pages of a mysterious book. Boom. Nailed it. Got it. Covered it in Got it entirety. In there yep, there it is. Uh, so just some basic info on this. This came out in 1984 and was directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah. Who you may know from such classics as Das Boot. Okay. Perfect Storm. <laughs> okay. Poseidon. Mm-hmm. That's the ship one, right? The cruise yeah. ship, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Air Force One. Wow, Get he's got a he's got a very, very like um, storied kind of. Uh, he don't have a like. This is the type of movie yeah, I he's, make. Yeah. He's all over the place. <laughs> well, I was actually like going through like like Dos Boot, Perfect Storm, Poseidon. I was like, oh man, this guy's got a type. He likes boats. And there's Air Force One. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> That's <laughs> a boat in the air. I, I guess to, I need to reevaluate this one. I mean, he's a, at least. 
Air Force One is over the water. It, it yes. does crack. It does come yes. down over the water. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> Got him. Uh, so music. <laughs> water pervert confirmed. <laughs> Just like he, he and James Cameron need to get a room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so the music is by Kraus Dolginger mm-hmm. and Giorgio Moroder. Giorgio Moroder. Giorgio Moroder. Yes. Uh, so for Moroder, he's, his claims to fame that I could find he was the recording producer on Berlin's Take My Breath Away music video. Okay. And also the music producer on Kenny Loggins' uh, Meet Me Halfway music video. Mm-hmm. Didn't he do the Blade Runner soundtrack? I'm not positive. I couldn't. I didn't see that when I was scrolling back through stuff. I'll check uh, it real check, quick. Check me on that. Yeah. Uh, so he did, he did Chariots of Fire. He did. There we go. Bum, that, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. That's, uh, so uh, Klaus's number one claim to fame that I saw was Das Boot. Yeah. So I worked with uh, Wolfgang there. Uh, and I'm going to throw in just a small piece of trivia early right okay. here. So when the movie was filmed and scored, it did not have... No, Joy- Vangelis did the music for Blade Runner. Sorry. Yeah. That, that we <laughs> yeah. talked about We reviewed think, Blade Runner. Yeah. You God, even produced it. You I produced know. it. Well, I was like, animal. that may not be right. <laughs> At least he corrected himself Maybe Vangelis time. did <laughs> Chariots of Fire, too. Now I'm going to look at that. <laughs> They're uh, both... The, they got white hair. They're like oh. synth guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> They're all the same. Uh, so um, fun fact, fun trivia bit on that yeah. music part. When the film was made and uh, Klaus's orchestral score was done, uh, the... Vangelis the st- did do Chariots of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. The, the studio basically stepped in and said, hey, this isn't good enough. We want to pull in some, some more other things. Mm-hmm. And so like... Over the director's like sheer just objections, they just inserted the techno pop music. Oh, really? Yeah. Which the I mean the theme song ends up ended up being like very popular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was just like totally against. <laughs> like the director did not want this at all. Oh, and wow. they're just like, we're doing it. Interesting. That's yeah. incredible. Oh no, we're we're gonna get into this. There is some insane stuff in this production. Uh, so the movie stars Noah Hathaway. Who uh, plays Atreus? He also Atreyu. 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 Oh, see, autocorrect keeps getting me on these things. Atreyu, <laughs> um, and uh, he also played Boxy in the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I, so that's, I've never seen the, the original Battlestar yeah, Galactica. It's, it's the so. kids kid of one of the characters. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, mm. and then Barrett Oliver, who uh, he doesn't have a ton of stuff. He kind of stopped acting. It looks like, uh, but he was in uh, Frank and Weenie. Okay, I, I don't know. That's about as far as I can go. I don't know what that is. It's a stop motion animated thing from like eighty seven, something like Frank that. Frank and Weenie, yeah, something like something no, like that. No, it was like the nineties or. 2000s. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know what? Just pull it. We're up. just looking it all Keep up today. Looking it up. All right. All right. Uh, so it was made on a twenty-seven million dollar budget. Okay, that's actually pretty impressive. Twenty twelve was Frank and Weenie. No, no, no. There's an older version. <laughs> okay, there's an older version. <laughs> Oh, me. the uh, the eighty four. Okay, so that nailed the, it. I told yeah, you. Okay. Not the stop motion one. The uh, okay. Yeah, I forgot that one existed. They actually put bolts on the poor dog. <laughs> I think that was eighty four. That's probably the same year as this one. It, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bo- the worldwide box office for Neverending Story twenty point two million. Yeah, that's about that's right. Absolute financial failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, fun fact again on this: at the time, so this was produced in Germany. Oh, uh, interesting. At the time of filming, this was the most expensive movie production that had ever been made, not in the U.S. or Soviet Union. Hmm. Really? That's yeah, interesting. At, at the, again, at the time of filming. Yeah. Right. Um, 
So this is based on the 1979 German fantasy novel of the same name by Michael Ende. Oh, okay. And uh, our one-star reviewer is not entirely knowledgeable. Uh, He did. There was a big fight. We'll get into that later uh, between the author and uh, the production. Oh, really? But uh, his name is not in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. It is in the closing credits. Oh, okay. but he okay. like part of the fight was he was absolutely just like you are not putting my name at the front of this movie. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. No, it's the, I, again. This is this movie is was an absolute mess in production. And so, just out of curiosity, and you may not have looked this up or come across it. Like, is, was the book well received? Uh, the book is very well received. Okay. And I like honestly like I've never you know as a kid watching this film I never thought. Oh well, it's obviously based on a book, or even knew that it was. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, again, opening credits—they don't just say based on the, mm-hmm. the right, book, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, but now I'm actually kind of curious to go read the book because I want to know because there. Are, I mean, this is this is one of those things where like fans of the book big mad about this film. Right. Yeah. Really. Oh yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder so, how different it is. That's why I'm, I'm like, clearly very different. Well, yeah. So the big problem, other than differences within the actual narrative, mm-hmm. is the movie is only about half the book. Like okay. it oh. stops midway through. Oh, okay. what, as far as like like it doesn't. As far as book readers are concerned, it does not tell the whole story. It, it doesn't just go ends, all the way. Yeah. and then there's more that happens. It's almost like an ending story. Well, <laughs> so to the flip side, <laughs> if you've ever seen the Neverending Story two or part two, I don't remember. I think, how oh, I've there's seen a, a Neverending Story part two. There's, three uh, of there's them. a three that I found out when oh, I was no. looking for this yeah. one. Uh, the second one is like 1990, yeah, something like that. that. And the um, third one was like 96, and it was like straight to VHS. Yeah. You know? so, so, like in a lot of ways, this like adapting this book into a movie is kind of like Dune in that it's one of those things where it's kind of it, it was done, not done particularly well, yeah. perhaps. But there are a lot always interest in doing it, and like there's been bidding wars on rights, and like you know, like mm. people squatting on the rights to, to it. Hmm. to prevent other people from being able to do it. Like it's, it's one of those things where people always keep talking about it huh. and, and trying to bring it back. Right. Yeah. Uh, Let's so just I let hear... Denis Villeneuve do it. <laughs> well, I mean, you had, the, the, I guess 1984 was kind of the year of bad um, adaptations because David Lynch's Dune, Dune came, came out in out. 1984 yeah. as well. So uh, at the same time, so Warner brothers was trying to determine which movie was going to be their tentpole of mm-hmm. the summer. And it was between Neverending story and Supergirl. And they went with Neverending Story. Mm. And as it turns out, the choice was neither of them was the right choice. They both bombed at yeah. the box office and like didn't make any <laughs> money. So it's just like apparently just a cursed year for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So let's let's open up. I want to hear some thoughts, guys. Here, spoiler free. Yeah. I mean, I'll go first. Start sure. with Ryan. Yeah. Um, so I I loved this movie as a kid. Like this was one of those things that we had on uh, VHS, and I just wore this thing out. Like we would just put it on over and over again, and I was terrified of the wolf specifically. Oh man, the wolf is Yeah, and like I think now looking back, what really scared me was I already had this traumatizing werewolf incident, so I was already down the path (laughs) when I watched this. But also the the animatronics are very uncanny valley unsettling Mm -hmm. and I think that just like really drove it home for me as a kid. And so I would uh, you know, put the tape on it. Every time the wolf scene would come up, I would like run behind the couch and wait for it to get over. I'd listen to it and then I'd come back out and watch the rest of it. Um, yeah. And I remember uh, we let my cousins uh, borrow it. One of them's older than me, one's younger. And because my mom's like, yeah, Ryan loves this movie. He watches it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I gave it to him. <laughs> my aunt get, drove back that day. Yeah, 
these kids are crying. <laughs> like they can't <laughs> handle this movie. Like, take it back. And I'm going to be like, what's weird? What's wrong with them? <laughs> you know? You're like in the back room, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's my history with this movie. Is yeah. I, I loved it as a kid. I think I've seen it like throughout the years, just sporadically. Like, um, I want to say in like the late 90s on TBS or something. Yeah, I it just it makes the rounds on Just TV. watch it. Like, oh, yeah, never in a story. And I, I, I don't think I've sat down to like watch it in its entirety. And I mean, it's been at least over a decade, yeah. maybe two. It's been mm-hmm. a while. Uh, and watching it this time, like, man, the special effects that I used to think were good just did amazing, not right? hold up. Not at like, all. Like, I remember as a kid being like, Falcor's real. <laughs> they had a real luck dragon. <laughs> and now I'm like, his mouth ain't even close to matching up with the words. Um, but so watching it as an adult, obviously, it feels like um, – more of like a collection of scenes that just kind of happen. Happen, yeah. And like each scene in itself is like this interesting little like sliver of yeah, like it's a, like a little motif, a little vignette. Yeah. And yeah. like there's vignette, still some, there we go. That's better. Yeah, 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 like a little bunch of vignettes instead mm-hmm. of it being like an actual cohesive, yeah. you know, narrative. Um, and I, I still enjoy it, but I, I feel like a lot of my enjoyment is that nostalgia mm-hmm. and remembering. Yeah. Oh, here comes the you know the the scene with the. Uh, um, what are they called? The Sphinxes, the, uh, the, um, just the oracles, Sphinxes. oracles, yeah, yeah. oracles. Yeah. Here comes that scene. And, you know, here comes the, the scene with Falcor where he shows up, you know? And so I have like scenes in my head, but like, yeah, in terms of like an actual movie that I would like watch on a regular basis, this probably ain't it. This yeah. is something I would like more than likely like watch a scene from here and there mm-hmm. on like YouTube or something. If I'm, yeah. if I'm feeling nostalgia that day and I'm like, I, I'm, I want to see, you know, yeah. the rock biter, mm-hmm. I would look it up yeah, and that would be the end of it. The film on. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't, don't need much more than that. No. All right, Andrew. Yeah. In. Uh, so unlike Ryan, um, I did not see this film until I was already, a grown man. Until you were already a real boy. Why did you say it like an old prospect? <laughs> a grown man. Until I was already a grown man. A grown man. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't see it until college. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have it, like any of that nostalgia growing up uh-huh. with it or anything right. like that. And for me, it's, it's very much like the second part of your story is mm-hmm. that it's just a film where a lot of stuff just kind of exists and happens. Yeah. And there's really not a, a really good tying narrative to everything. Yeah. Like, the, like there's a quest, but it's like yeah. things just kind of happen instead of like tying together. And mm-hmm. yeah. So my wife absolutely loves this film and she, mm-hmm. she definitely grew up with it. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of the, the going trend is like, if you watch this, like, I'll say with a modern viewing eye, and even then, you know, it was uh, almost 15 years ago since I first saw it. Mm. Um, it was still, ju- it just didn't really like do it for me because it just felt a little boring, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, what really gets me is the screaming kids. Like every scene is either oh. um, the main character, I can't remember his name, um, is screaming at Bastion. the book. Bastion. Yeah, or yeah. Atreyu is screaming at something. Mm-hmm. And it just it just never stops. Yeah. Uh, which is one reason why I don't like the Goonies, is because it's just, just kids just scream. screaming. I think that's just how directors told kids to act when they were in the 80s, in the early 80s. I mean, like, probably. I need you to just scream. Yeah. And, and like, in that, yeah. it just kind of compounds as the film goes on. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I can absolutely get past, like, you know, a couple, I'll say, whiny kids, for lack of a better term. Sure. Um, in the nicest way possible. Uh, <laughs> where, like, you have these kind of, like, 
kids that, you know, like they need to have, you know, their moment and then they need to grow up and then move on. And, mm-hmm. and I get that, like, that's part of this book and part of the story is for that to happen. Yeah. But for me, it just, it just didn't, it just really fell flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely because the, this is the second time I've watched the film since seeing it the first time. And mm-hmm. I remember not liking it the first time. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I just hit it on the wrong day. I wasn't in the mood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. and watching it again. I was like, yeah. This is pretty much what I remember it being. Now, I yeah. will say, in like the the puppet work and um, outside of Falcor, um, was actually pretty phenomenal. There's a there's a lot of stuff that is good. Yeah. So yeah, not to like act like all the puppet work. Yeah, was yeah, bad. yeah. Like yeah. the the rock biter is really cool. Yeah, and, and yeah. like some of those scenes are really the really snail. I like the yeah snail. are really really well done. But they're kind of more vignettes. Like we were talking, there there's really just kind of like little pieces of of a scene or a story. And then everything else is just kind of like, well, it's in a film. Yeah. 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 Steven. Uh, so I did grow up watching this film mm-hmm. and I got to say, I did not love it as a child. <laughs> we have dark and scary, creepy wolf. Mm-hmm. We have Artax. I'm just going to say that just everything surrounding Artax. We'll leave mm-hmm. it there. Uh, just all kinds of things that were just not wonderful as a child to watch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just don't, they leave an impression for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So like, but again, this was one of these films where I feel like my parents were just like, oh yeah, they, the kids love this. We'll put it in. And my sister and I both just like, no, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Not because at the time as kids, we thought it was a bad film, but because yeah. as kids. It was a scary it's film. pretty scary. Yeah. 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 Uh, now, you know, I haven't seen this film in at least a decade mm-hmm. prior to watching it for this. And. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. It's um, it does not hold up like I like. I just assumed, yeah, you know, it's it's still a, a decent film. It's just kind of terrifying as a kid. Mm-hmm. And watching it now, it's like, no, nah, this is actually kind of boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's not there's just not a lot of there there. You know, like mm-hmm. it, the vignette uh, analogy Style, is good. Yeah. It's just it's just bits and pieces, and they don't. Like, I don't want them to sit down and explain how the world works to me. No. But also, they don't explain anything well and also like it's not like the vignettes don't fit together necessarily they do Mm -hmm. like work like this happens here Mm -hmm. than this but it just feels very like i don't know it's like very loosely put together is the way yeah you know they they have a structure it's not like there's like they're completely random you know new characters new it's like it just doesn't quite gel like it could yeah, it doesn't flow like scene to scene does not flow and transition well like they don't connect to each other but I, well, at all. I remember being a kid and being like really blown away by the idea of like the story within a story. Oh no, that like, concept. Is I think cool. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. and, and like, definitely as a kid, like one of my top, like you know, if you asked, you know, six year old Stephen or eight year old Stephen, what is like one of your top goals in life? And it was like to fly on the back of a luck dragon. Duh. Like obviously, <laughs> oh, yeah. how well, awesome would that be? I mean, definitely growing up, it's maybe not that specifically for me, but it was more on the lines of it would be really cool to have like an interactive book. Yes. yes. Where, where you yeah. get to like make the decisions of like what the characters are going through and everything yeah. like that. But you still get to like see it in real time mm-hmm. is the is the cool thing. And, you know, obviously they're like RPGs, that or, kind of stuff. Choose is, your own adventure yeah. stories. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that like I do really like that concept of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I have questions as we, you know, move into spoilers or whatever. Yeah, we can pass the spoiler yeah. while we can drill down on a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but like that's the thing is like it's. It's not like like I didn't enjoy like most of the movie. It's just mm-hmm. like it just doesn't really like 
tie together very well for me. So like you're just watching scenes and you're like, well, all right, now the next one. Yeah, and I I think. 100% this is a movie that if you have nostalgia for it, it is going to push you through the film and your enjoyment's yeah, going to go up by a large percentage mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> versus and like, yeah, like you, like who didn't watch it as a kid, as a kid yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even, even Steven who didn't love it as a kid. Like there's well, still, still that still watching it. Like I have, I have nostalgia. a lot of memories associated mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like at the end of the day, it's not a very long film. You know, it's no. not like this is like a three-hour commitment. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Like, it can feel like that sometimes. You're just like, oh, come yeah. on, let's let's move forward. And interestingly enough, uh, so the film was edited for the American market by Steven Spielberg. Oh, interesting. Really? He's friends with Wolfgang Peterson. Oh. And so he did that like for him as a favor. Yeah. And, and just kind of looking at it, it wasn't like they were like, hey, this scene won't fly. You can't have the scene in America. It was literally just like, hey, every scene, like you just kind of linger here for a few extra seconds. We're just going to get rid of that. <laughs> we're going to drop a few seconds here and a few seconds there. Yeah. Uh, there are other editing choices that happen in the film that we'll get into in spoiler territory because they mm-hmm. happen for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we can't. Get into that. Obviously, somehow yeah. you, know, you haven't seen this film yet. Yeah, um, but yeah, I like the effects were really ambitious, and obviously they don't hold up super great anymore. Well, I mean, there's a lot that does though. Like a there lot of the matte lot, paintings yeah. are really cool. Looking. Really cool. Yeah. Well, the um, the set design is actually really good too. Set design, yes. like a lot of the miniatures you well, yeah. like, like the, the building shot of like coming into the ivory tower is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there are good stuff in there, but other like Falcor flying when, when he's flying, it's not, yeah, really, not yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the puppet work, the snail, the bat, the yeah. rock biter, a lot of the other creatures, like like they go hard on creature design in this like just the little council yeah. in your first introduction to the ivory tower and you have like the the, the triple face with the creatures. big heads yeah. yeah well well even the um like the big like turtle guy or whatever oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah with yeah. the big animatronic um, head and he like yeah. wants not yeah. on him yeah like it keeps sneezing <laughs> yeah allergic to humans yeah uh but yeah so from that point i mean would y'all well one would we be, would we be rewatching this would we be recommending this no, uh, no. So no, yeah, no. Andrew's just out. <laughs> I, I I would only recommend this to people that have already seen it. Already <laughs> well, seen either it. nostalgia for it, don't watch it fresh. <laughs> well, or if you're just really curious, you yeah. know what I mean. Like I think if you're like, oh, this is going to be the most epic fantasy movie I've ever seen. No, it's it's a kids movie that like you know well, no, gained a lot of popularity. Go I ahead. will yeah. say I do think that a lot of things that take place in this film and that are mm-hmm. pulled from the story. Is, is very inspiring of a lot of films that are going to come after it. Sure, yeah. Right? Like, it it really informed and influenced a lot of stuff that comes later. Oh, 100%. It's just, as of now, if you've seen those other things, you're just kind of look at this and be like, well, we've done, we've been there and done this. Like, I don't need to see the framework or the, the, the right. rough You've the rough seen sketch. the re- refined ideas yeah, that are, yeah. that are mm-hmm. put forth here. So, yeah, I, I would only recommend you, you watch this if you're just curious about it mm-hmm. or if you have nostalgia for it. And then as far as rewatching it, again... I, I don't know. It'll be a long time before I just decide I'm just going to watch the entire movie again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would probably just like look up scenes, you know, specific parts of it just to kind of, you know, tickle the old nostalgia or, brain. Or go yeah. and look yeah. at like the rock yeah. biter and be like, man, like how did they like the, the, the stop motion or going on here is really cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely, if you are, you know, like super into fantasy and you want to like, you know, see like a, like a slice of an era, right. Mm-hmm. This is, this is an example of oh, that. 100%. Uh, but 
in terms of like, just like, hey, I'm just going to sit down tonight. Let's put some popcorn on. No, not the only way that's going to happen is if this is like your childhood memories and your, you know, maybe your <laughs> your wife never saw it. Like my wife never saw it. She didn't see this mm-hmm. growing up. And so we, we watched it. What did she together. think about it? <laughs> she, uh, I think her words were, I have never been so bored in a movie. Oh, wow. See, yeah. to me, at least the, like, the, the, the insane levels of whoever was on cocaine when they wrote this. <laughs> What you would think would carry you through a little bit of like, what is going on here? The never ending ad read. Please don't do this to me. (laughs) What? I already don't really like this song. This song's awesome. So, uh. speaking of other things that are never-ending, if you want to go to a place where you can find a never-ending source of content... Okay, I like that. Pointersintendedpodcast.com is there for you. You can go there, you can find all of our previous episodes, links to things like Discord, Patreon, and socials. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Discord where we get to talk about all sorts of stuff that aren't necessarily podcast related, like yeah. what games we're playing, yeah. what food we're eating, what music we're listening to. What, yeah, what music yeah. we're listening to that probably is a never ending story. <laughs> well, and we do have some podcast related discussions on there. So if you hear something in an episode you want to like talk to us about it, get in the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, also another way to interact with us is on social media. We have Facebook and Instagram. If you see us posting something, please like and share it. And also, if you're like, I wonder what they're reviewing next week, that's where we post it. Every week we'll post in there, hey, this is what we're covering next week. We'd love for you to like watch along with us. We would greatly appreciate it. Yes, yeah. definitely. All right, and we are back. That was almost the never-ending ad read. Back from the never-ending ad read. It just designed, barely ended, Andrew. Designed <laughs> only to torture Andrew. Oh, man. And entertain Ryan and I. I mean, that's fine. That's what's actually important yeah. here, that we're entertained. You can be entertained. <laughs> by my I was. Misery. So, <laughs> so on that note, we have officially crossed the spoiler wall. If you do not want to be spoiled on a movie that is almost 40 years old as of this recording. Wow. Uh, 39 years time old. Time to check out. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to carry on with some spoilers. We're going to kick it off with a little bit of trivia. Trivia. So I talked about this a little bit pre-spoiler wall that mm-hmm. uh, Michael Indy, the author of the book, was unhappy with the adaptation of his story. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you how unhappy he is, what I actually said is he so strongly disagreed with the deviations in the story that were made. He requested the studio either changed the film's name or ceased production altogether. Wow. Jeez. The studio told him, no, that's not happening. <laughs> LOL. And you, know what, and you know what? He said <laughs> left on red. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Well, yeah, they left him on red until he showed up with a lawyer and sued them. Oh, wow. Which he also lost. Oh, God. The only, the only the judge thing. The said, LOL. <laughs> the only thing in the deal that he got out of this that he actually wanted was his name to not be in the opening credits. That's crazy. Dude, he apparently was furious about this. Wow. Well, I, I'm curious at, like, what the big changes were. Well, uh, so a big part of it, right, is this is only half of the book. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the other half of the book goes through him, like, basically rebuilding 
Fantasia. Oh, and okay. like is that is that never ending story part two? I barely is, remember never ending so, story. So part the thing two. is, like, I want to say yes in that so, sort of like the core concept, and they kind of cover it right at the end of the movie where they talk about, well, you know, you have your wishes and your hopes, and every wish you make helps to rebuild it. Yeah, but it, that is part of Never Ending Story two is that Bastion is like making wishes, mm-hmm. but like it's not. He's not making good wishes because he's a stupid. But kid. like, well, but like at the time, like Fantasia's already rebuilt built it feels like because he's in fantasia yeah, he's in fantasia. Fantasia. Oh, yeah, okay. like gotcha so like it's not the same you know mm-hmm. uh i don't really again I, I would like to actually read the book now because <laughs> I, I know there's really a baby rock biter in the, the second, second movie. one yeah but i that's, remember that distinctly. that's just the rock biter who's you know and i remember as someone. a kid like they changed the cast like all the oh, all the characters every, are different yeah, all None the, of the cast same constantly yeah. changes yeah from movie to movie so i remember being like that being like oh you know <laughs> <laughs> what is this uh, but yeah, so let's see some other trivia out there. So if you want to ride Falcor, mm-hmm. you can. Explain. Fal- Falcor. <laughs> Elaborate. You can't leave that hanging. Falcor <laughs> is actually a 43 foot long motorized animatronic creature. Uh-huh. I figured. I don't, I don't he, think a luck dragon actually exists. Yeah, he has what? over 6,000 plastic scales and pink feather fur, uh-huh. including a head that is three foot long and wide. <laughs> okay. And, and he smells you, like a carp. Uh, probably. <laughs> and if you want to ride him, if you go to the Bavaria Film Park in Munich, Germany, that's where he is. So like, you, like the actual? The actual animatronic that's is cool. there. That's and cool. And you can get on his back. They have a blue or green screen behind him. And they have like a, a video screen that like basically superimposes you in the clouds. On oh his man! Bed. So you oh, can like man. actually just do the scene. When my wife listens to this, she's gonna be mad because she was over. In oh, she was just over in Europe. Oh, she was just over in Europe, and she probably could have done it. She got she clowned on. She didn't know that Falcor was literally there. Uh, she could have got on top of his head and went, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man." Uh, so I've got some more stuff that's it's gonna come up as we go. Yeah, uh, but let's move into some spectacle. Sure. Who wants to go first? I'll start. Let's yeah. hear it. Uh, so I actually mean like the, I mean the film itself is fine. Like I've, like I've already said, I thought the set designs were quite good. Yeah. There's a lot of animatronics that were fantastic or puppets and that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. really did a good job at selling the fantasy kind of style of the story. Uh, the only thing that really I didn't like was Falcor himself mm-hmm. just because he looked, I'm not going to say goofy, yeah, but like he just see like I he mean, does, he, he is he is kind of goofy. He's just kind of a long dog. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think maybe that's what it was. Yeah, luck dragon, you're a long, long dog. dog. <laughs> uh, but like the the effects and stuff were were quite good. Uh, I I felt. I mean, outside oh, of like the, time. the yeah, like the yeah. only parts that really just don't hold up are just the flying sequences with Falcor. Yeah, everything in the, else in the sky surrounding that is actually quite good. I mean, the bits with like the. Um, the scientist, right, in yeah. the bucket and stuff, where they're doing yeah. kind of like forced perspective mm-hmm. to make them look smaller than him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, but then also like the like the actual set design of all that. Yeah. And like the man, I, I, another thing that terrified me as a kid, man, those sphinxes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah. Also, again, 1980s kid movie made just in boobs. Germany, just boobs. Oh yeah, I had mixed <laughs> feelings about the oracles as a kid. I was like, that's interesting, but I'm scared. What's happening? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I really think that, like, if if there, you know, I'll say if there's anything good about this film, uh, <laughs> here he goes. Wow. Uh, the the actual <laughs> never ending uh, story apologist. 
the actual like costume design and, and puppeteering and everything like that is pretty phenomenal. Set design yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, like like there are definitely parts of this film that do hold up over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know again it's it's not for me because the story I just wasn't yeah. compelling for me. But you know beyond that, like visually, I can absolutely appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think I don't have much to add other mm-hmm. than just to agree with what you said and then add that like I think the. Again, a lot of the the map paintings they did for like the establishing shots of stuff. Yeah, like really an well ivory done. tower. And yeah. Whatnot. yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the costuming. You know, like there's a lot of the the um, like the old guy in the the basket. His yeah. whole. I'm pretty sure that's his actual one tooth. I don't know. <laughs> it looks really good, whatever it is. But his his whole character design. And mm-hmm. like well, also his, like know, look is great. Him and his wife have a very uh, Princess Bride. I was gonna say very Miracle Princess Max Bride vibe no. going on there. Yeah. As as a kid, I would get. Those two scenes conflated Confused. as to which yeah. movie they Wait, were did in. Did Princess Bride come out first? Uh, I think second. Well, was I think 84. it's eighty-eight for Princess Bride. Oh, okay, yeah. so so that means that at this point, like that was like possibly a trope that they were just making fun of. Could have been, yeah, yeah a little bit, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me let me. Uh, yeah, I'm, look I'm, that I'm pretty sure it was like eighty eight. Mm-hmm. But so it was. But as a kid, eighty seven. You'd, you'd watch them like close. side yeah. by side, yeah. you know. And I didn't understand how movie release schedules work, mm-hmm. so. It, I would think back on the Neverending Story, and when it would get to that scene, I'd be expecting the Princess Bride. Oh, you know, like, kind of slapstick yeah. comedy. And then I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's this guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I thought the you know the special effects, especially for the time, were, were probably we're good. pretty good, yeah. with the exception of like yeah, the compositing, like the blue screen stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but like you go up. like go like to like the turtle scene, yeah. right? in all the mud and muck, like also. Boy, what a brutal set to be on, right? Yeah. Well, and also However. like with the turtles specifically, and you know, when he's climbing on the back, and then it cuts to the wide shot, and it's just like rising out of the mud, uh-huh. and it's obviously like a puppet, and there's like a little action figure kid on top yeah. of it. <laughs> I don't think you could tell that on VHS back in the '80s on my tiny television, but like now in like 4K, HD, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, it's a little, it's a little thing up there, but it still was done really well. Like when you think of the constraints of the time, and like when mm. they did this, like I think they did a really good job executing a lot of fantasy visuals mm-hmm. on, you know, a budget with no computers, essentially, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, which there were several scenes from the book mm-hmm. that were storyboarded out for the movie that they just cut because they were just like, there's no way. <laughs> we can't do this. There's, there's, there's no, it's kind of like George Lucas with the prequels, right? Where he's like, the technology just does not exist for us to do this mm-hmm. or the money. Yeah. Or both. Both is good. So we're just not going <laughs> to do these scenes. Uh, but yeah, uh, so for me, so... This is a chance for trivia on Spectacle, right? You ready mm-hmm. for this? This is where the 80s gets weird, and apparently they are just like, we need more extras for our ivory tower scene, mm-hmm. like the big yeah. group of people concerned. Mm-hmm. So if you go back and you watch that scene, you can find Yoda, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Chewbacca, C-3PO, Ewoks, E.T., and Gumby are in that crowd. I did see E.T. Yeah, really? yeah like, E.T. stands like out. the actual... Like, I, I am... Costumes and puppets that are from, or like a I don't know approximation. I don't, probably I, an approximation. I, I think okay. that they have their own little bit of uh, Fantasia twist to them, right? You know, if you got up close, you probably like, well, this kind of horrifying, but you know, <laughs> right? Because a lot of things in Fantasia, when you get up close, you're like, that's kind of terrifying. That's kinda horrifying. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the Mickey Mouse is just a, a Chuck E. Cheese head. Just right. That's been burnt like, a little like, bit. Like an like actual... How's like, it going, kid? Kill me! <laughs> kill like a, me! Like an actual rat snout for a nose. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I just shivered. <laughs> so let's... Uh, I mean, again, right? I mean, the effect, for the most part, the effects... Because there's a lot of practical going on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it holds it up. It holds up. Yeah. Like, except the fl- the green screen flying sequences because yeah. 
you just can't. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to, to kind of emulate that mm. back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so performances. I already went first. I know. I look at you just out of habit, right? <laughs> I'll go first. That happens a lot. Like, we just look at Andrew they first. They just stare at me yeah. the whole time. Um, Why the point of the no show? Blinks. So, like, I remember as a kid being, like, pro-Atreyu and anti-Bastion. <laughs> I remember being like, Bastion. You're like, you're like, this kid's a putz. Get it together, kid. No wonder they're bullying you. <laughs> You have such a punchable face. And then, like, Atreyu, I was like, this is my guy. Like, let's go on an adventure. He's like, I'll do it. I'm like, eight. I don't care. I'm killing buffalo. He's, he's, a, great, yeah. he's a great warrior. Dude, you're like 13. Yeah. He also has that power play negotiation. Like, we sit for a war. He's like, fine then. I'm oh, out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> um, like, wow, this kid's really going places. Yeah, I mean, I think the performances were, like, Adequate for a kid's movie in the early 80s. Like, nothing really jumped out at me outside of now. I'll say this. Like, the the, uh, voice and the puppeteering of, like, the turtle. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. That was really well executed. That whole scene was. But just that, that the performance there from the puppeteer that was, mm-hmm. you know, or the puppeteers that were. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. probably more than one person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that like was Jabba, great. They have like 12 people yeah, in him. Just crammed in a turtle. <laughs> and I think the, the voice of Falcor did a really good job. Good. It had that, yeah. like. Like, um, almost like grandfatherly, mm-hmm. you know, like you trust this dragon immediately. Yeah. They did a good job casting that because when you see him and it's kind of this, like, what is this big puppy dog? <laughs> fly? And then he has the voice. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't know. What'd y'all think? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of on the same level, you know, you, I don't want to like just dog on, you know, one kid actors and right. that kind of stuff. Cause yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. they did exactly Probably what they were told. What, to what do. they were told to do, <laughs> and uh, but I definitely will say the the um, the voice acting for like Falcor and uh, I love the turtle scene. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and and that definitely helps kind of push you along in the film. I think mm-hmm. just because Falcor is introduced pretty early, well, halfway through, I guess. All right. Yeah, it's relative. It's um, about halfway. Yeah. Yeah. The. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's still a kid's movie. Like, there's still just a lot of just, like, characters that exist for just to have, like, one or two lines of dialogue mm-hmm. to move the plot along. And or, then, or, or to, you know, be a, a merchandising opportunity. Yeah. Let's sell a racing snail. <laughs> Man, if they sell I love, that, I, I love, love the racing snail. I love the racing snail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Steven, for, for me, performance? I mean, yeah. it's... Like, again, you know, it, it's kid actors in the 80s. So I, I want to throw some stuff out, some caveats for y'all that might influence some opinions. Right? Okay. Okay. So that's not Noah Hathaway's voice. What? They dubbed over him. Virtually none of his original voice lines are used in the film. Oh, interesting. It's, it's almost all. Wow. Actually, a lot of the characters. Uh, so our racing snail man, mm. uh, played by Deep Roy. Yeah. He's completely overdubbed. I wow. could tell with not, him because yeah. his, it's, his it's lips a little didn't off. match yeah. up. But like, I didn't know about Noah Hathaway. Yeah, Treyu's like, it, they did a good job. They're like, we got to get this one right. He's was on he like stream. going through puberty or something? And like, so, hey, we got to go find the <laughs> So apparently his voice was very high pitched because he, he okay. was 13 yeah. at yeah. the time. Uh, which Bastion's actor, uh, Barrett Oliver, I think is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Barrett yeah. Oliver. He was 11 at mm-hmm. the time. Okay. Uh, so these are you know, pretty young kids, pretty young, too. Yeah, yeah with a, a fair amount of demands being put on them. Yeah, for sure. Because, well, I mean, like, they're both very dramatic roles. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was I was going somewhere else there with some demands. You all are talking about, well, you know, they're kids, right? You know, they just do what they're told. Yeah. So Wolfgang Peterson is, is pretty famous for injuring actors because oh, he wants no. them in his scene. Oh, no. Yeah, you want to influence your thoughts about performance? So Noah Hathaway was hurt twice 
during filming. Really? Once because he was thrown from the horse and stepped on. Oh, no. Oh, no. It gets way worse. Where did he get stepped on? I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't say. Okay, gotcha. It was, I think, Toledo. (laughs) Oh, you meant on the bike. Okay. (laughs) So most, most of this was actually filmed in Germany. Just Which is weird that he got yeah. stepped on in Toledo. Toledo. It really make any a long sense. leg. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird uh, shot. No, so the, the swamp of sadness scene, right, where Artax mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. out. So they filmed that. They put, that horse was there. Yes. Yeah. That horse was on an elevator under all that muck. That's how they lowered it yep. into. Yeah. Uh, so Noah's leg got stuck in that elevator mechanism. Oh, my. Incredible. And he was pulled under the water by <gasps> the mechanism. Incredible. What a way to go. By the time, no, by the time they got him out, he was unconscious. Oh my gosh. gosh. So if you watch that scene, like it doesn't really have as great an ending as you, like it doesn't feel like it plays all the way out. It just like fades to black. Yeah. It just kind of cut because he got pulled the frick under and like, that's, that's all they get for a shot. So Wolfgang was like, they, they pulled this kid out and he's like, how many more takes do you have in (laughs) you? As the paramedics are carrying him away. So, it, again, carrying on with that same theme, uh, when he confronts uh, Gamork, the wolf at yeah, the end, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so that, that was a robot puppet, right? Mm-hmm. And the people in charge of this production apparently didn't stop to think about, hey, we're just throwing a robot puppet at a 13-year-old kid. Like, he's not a grown adult. Mm-hmm. And, like, how heavy is this robot? So the they answer couldn't is, get, like, a non-robotic, like, a stuffed no, animal version could, no, of it no, to they, toss they at they him? They just threw the animatronic at him. Like, this is an RRR where you have yeah. the, the stuffed hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when he gets hit, so that, that scene, they only shot it once. Yeah. Because when he gets hit by that and like he, you know, he's underneath it and he's like trying to like shake himself off. That's because they almost knocked him unconscious with how hard it hit him. (laughs) I just picture Wolfgang Peterson smoking a cigarette. Like, what do we do? (laughs) Throws a puppet at him. (laughs) The whole puppet? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And he puts the cigarette out in his palm because he's Wolfgang Peterson. (laughs) But like he, according to to Noah, like it's paw came up when they threw it. So Mm. it's claw like went right on, like he almost lost his eye. My God. So again, they only shot that once because they were just like, Hey, we can't do this again because we might actually like severely injure him. Yeah. For the third time of the film. Yeah. (laughs) And then imagine you get to the end of this production, right? You've been sucked under a mud elevator. You've been hit with a big robot wolf puppet. And they're like, we're not using any of your audio. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, like, no. And then Wolfgang's like, that's just Hollywood kid. Yeah. And he puts the cigarette out on the kid's arm. Just like, get out of here. Like, man. like on the kid's <laughs> head. Yeah, just yeah. like on his forehead. <laughs> Welcome to the business. Uh, and, and I guess I'll go ahead and I'll throw this in right now just because might as well get it out there uh, while we're talking about. It. So there were, there have been like longstanding internet rumors that they drowned the horse. No, the there were two scene. horses. Yep. And they drowned it, both of them? No. no. God, oh. get out of here. They, like, like it's been confirmed by multiple people on the production. Like, no, uh, the horse is fine. Well, and it, and it the got, horse it was went, better off than Noah it was. was. <laughs> and, and it got to go live a very good life on a farm. Well, it was they <laughs> away from mud elevators. <laughs> they were originally going to gift the horse to Noah. But then he spent so much time with the horse. After he got stepped on, he's like, "I'm good on that horse." Actually, no, no like <laughs> apparently, you know, they I, I presumably they had like a bond there, mm-hmm. but it would have cost so much because again, they're in Germany to get the horse back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and everything else that they were just like, "Well, no, the horse stays in Germany." So <laughs> you can visit him uh, whenever you're here, though. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. So yeah, this is uh this whole production is just Wild. bonkers. Yeah, yeah I, and I just yeah. 
it cracked me. I don't know where I was just scrolling through reading. Like, well, Wolfgang Peterson is the director is known for injuring his actors. Like, how old were these kids? <laughs> just throwing them under the bus. There's probably a lot of like rules and stuff in place now because, no, because of movies of, like this. <laughs> because <laughs> of him. Yeah. Wolfgang made all the rules. <laughs> Well, he made them he's, he's the reason. He made them he's, yeah. Yeah. Someone at the studio is like, we have to stop this man. <laughs> Someone's like, so so who is responsible for this one? Yeah, nah, that was that was me. So what about this one? Uh, also me. And, and then he uh, put the cigarette out of the guy's head that's asking the question. Yeah. Get out of here. It's also me. <laughs> I don't even know if he smokes. I'm just like yeah. painting this picture. I mean, it's, of the it's, he's, no, he's German in the 80s. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Wolfgang yeah. is staring at the guy that's asking him all these questions. And he was like, this is also me. <laughs> Yeah. Add this one to your book. <laughs> uh, so how about uh, how about music score? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean that song's a banger. Like I, I, I as a kid, so, I loved that song. I, I like. I don't I like. I don't really like the song mostly because it's an earworm and it just never goes away. It sticks. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind the of never-ending song. Yeah. Also, yeah. and I, I don't. I know nothing other than that opening lyric. Like they start singing, yeah. and I'm like. Like I know the tune to it, but I have no clue what they're saying. And now I had heard this song well before um, I had seen the film. So how did you hear the song but not see the film? Because the only just, time I interacted with it was in the serious. context. It just of the showed movie. up. I don't know. So like, that but it's song, like they played on the radio. <laughs> well, I, I, that song did chart in the U.S. Yeah, like, before he was born. born. Yeah, well, yeah, it's also true. <laughs> wow, that's so that's, rude. So I'm genuinely curious. True. Like, what weird radio station were you listening to in like the early nineties? <laughs> <laughs> that they were like, well, check well, this out. To the, to the oldie stations, we only play the best of the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Andrew's like looking at it, like, wait, it's nineteen ninety nine. Like, never in. <laughs> yeah, they're like the best, the 70s, 80s, 90s, and also the Never Ending Story theme song. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so the the synth music is actually, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it, it, it fits the time. I don't know if it necessarily fits the movie itself. I don't think it fits the movie. But it's pretty good music. Yeah, it's good music. Yeah. But yeah, I like there is a little bit of a, a juxtaposition, I guess, of like this really nice synth music and then never ending story yeah i i think for me again it's in the, the nostalgia thing of yeah. like i associate these scenes with the music mm-hmm. so like yeah intrinsically yeah that like i can't separate them mm-hmm. you know like so for me it doesn't feel like a juxtaposition yeah you know, it feels like you're like oh this is exactly what's the is. music for this yeah. scene what are you yeah. talking about but yeah it is definitely a choice they like made the choice it of, is like, a choice yeah we want yeah. marauder to do our uh, it was a choice. It was made against the, the director's wishes. <laughs> the Wait, director, really? Why said that? The, the, the director spoiler. or the author of the original book? Sorry. No, the, the, the director. The elect, well, the author was already out of the store. Out He's of already picture. done. They right, already okay. told him to, to go screw himself. <laughs> so the director's like, I don't want this music. And yeah. Like, they, they, too they, bad. They, they were like, the, the producers or whoever in the studio were like, you know, it's the eighties, right? And he's like, I'm aware. Like, you know what kind of music this movie needs? Like, no, <laughs> but also yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Ah, Steven, just, what do you think? I mean, again, like I think both pieces of the music are good. Mm-hmm. I, I would be interested to find like, you know, the, the unreleased version where there is no techno electronica or whatever. And they're just the unrated. S- no techno. Just cut. To see what, it, what it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they let they let the elevator scene play all the way out. <laughs> you hear people screaming, "Cut!" Just bubbles coming from the mud. There's like one hand flailing. Yeah. Oh, poor kid. Poor kid. Yeah. So, but back to the music. So you, you just think like, I, mean, I think the again. I, I don't know that I, I sit down and be like I'm gonna watch. But at the same time, I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. You know the the animated ho- uh, like Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit 
films because I feel like those actually also had some of this kind of music in it, like a uh, oh, piece, like kind of I feel like, like they had like the synthetic strings. Yeah, like it wasn't like they didn't have the money for an orchestra, so they got a dude but, but with a keyboard feels, in the seventies. It feels very seventies and eighties, like, a Mellotron. like the animated one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah no, it, it does. It, it's not like they didn't have the budget for an orchestra for yeah. an orchestra. So it's all it's all electronic, right? So it, or it, most of it's electronic. It's one of these things where I'm like, you know, electronic doesn't belong in my fantasy movie. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you if you stretch it far enough, you could probably make this work. Yeah, like if you want to sure. put Falcor on screen doing that little like serpentine undulation thing he does when he flies I'm and you're gonna, just like you probably make it work somehow <laughs> what was the noise again <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that up there didn't legend have some like synthy stuff in it too i mean it was the 80s so right probably, yeah, everything probably had, yeah, had something like, there uh but i mean Again, you know, the only the only piece of the music that I'm familiar with outside of the film is just the never ending story. Never ending yeah. story because it just sticks with you mm-hmm. forever. Uh, I, I hadn't thought about that song in forever until it came on. It's like, and it just never goes away. It's like, oh man, this is stuck with this for a while. Yeah. So plot. Yeah, plot. Yeah. Is there a plot? There is. I mean, there is. Okay, so like looking at the the actual plot. And I've got a bunch of like random thoughts I jotted down that are mostly plot related that I want to go through too. Okay. But uh, before, like, to be serious, put on my serious hat for a second, right? I think like the plot of this movie, mm-hmm. the the problem with it, other than it being just like a tenuous thing at best, is that they don't give us really enough, I guess, like world building in mm-hmm. order for a lot of this stuff to make sense contextually. It's just kind of things are happening. Yeah, right? we, get, we get the rock biter kind of explains the nothing for us, yes. right? And yeah. like the, the problem the world is facing. But we don't really get a whole lot. We don't really get to learn much about the rules of the world. No, yeah. Because like especially up until you hit the turtle and Falcor, it's kind of like, oh, these can also be here. Like, I didn't, <laughs> right. What? Yeah. And – I feel like this this type of a story would probably benefit more from obviously being like a TV show or something. Yeah, yeah, to give you a little bit more, where you could have like some context of like, so like when the rock biter rolls up, mm-hmm. you know, the snail rider, they know what a rock biter is. Like everybody yeah. seems to be aware of each other, and they're all from like, I'm from the south, I'm yeah. from the north, mm-hmm. I'm from the west, you know, and the nothing is like encroaching. So they, they do a decent job of like setting up that mm-hmm. or whatever. I guess it's like the, the like the wolf. Uh, what's his name? Gamork. Uh, Gamork. That's such a weird name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so he's here as an agent of the nothing. Because mm-hmm. he just right. likes murder and chaos. Right. Apparently. And so then I was question mark. I, I was know. like, so did nothing like call him? Like, what's or yeah? Like, 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 like what's the <laughs> but for like him? did did the guy like at the at the bookstore? Is he the one that like yeah? Is he's like the the mastermind and he sent the Gamork in? Right, and so like I, I felt like the the plot was missing like a a piece of like so the wolf is there to chase, but like I, I feel like the wolf should have been justified a little bit more other than it was just like this extra random thing like the nothing's already here you it, have it, your it big almost bad, attacks him one time and then he just shows up at yeah. the end and then and then he's it. just there at the end yeah. you're like how did he happen to get here too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then By he all says accounts, we shouldn't have made it this far <laughs> he says something like I work you know for the nothing or whatever and then. The nothing is controlled by something. Yeah. It's like people not believing, you mm-hmm. know, back in, in not having dreams. Back in New back, York. 
Yeah, or and it's like they were. so they start to Somewhere kind of Washington State. Apparently, it just looks a lot like New York. Although apparently, I think those scenes are all filmed in Vancouver. Of course, yeah, because Vancouver yeah. is an everything city. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think what they needed was more connections. They were like, mm-hmm. show more people in the real world not having dreams, giving There's up like, on oh, dreams. Oh, is this his dad? Yeah, like, like, like yeah. connected Those somehow. Those kind of things where like, I wanted yeah. that connection yeah. plot-wise because then it, it gives you a little bit more emotional investment where, you know, obviously he, um, he's lost his mother mm. and him and his father are trying to like basically come to a new normal. Yeah. And, you know, generally in these kind of stories, the the parental figure is generally the bad guy, like like Quote quotation unquote, marks. Yeah. Yeah, like, they don't get it. The man doesn't get it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And with that, I was I was definitely expecting that there would be some kind of tie in with that of like yeah. him coming to terms with obviously loss of his mother. Yeah. And then his father coming to terms with um, his loss of his wife. And now he has. Take care of the kid. It has to take care of the kid. Yeah. And and that kind of thing of like, oh, the nothing is basically just this analog for that kind the, of the, conflict. The dread. Yeah. 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 Well, they set it up. And, and it, it just, just don't do it, it anyway. Yeah, it just yeah. didn't happen. Just so what I, what I wrote down here in my notes was like, this dad puts orange juice in a raw egg in a blender and then tells his kid <laughs> to man up and stop daydreaming <laughs> yeah. like he's six years old after his mom died. <laughs> Book up, kid. Yeah. Like, as oh, he sucks just, down oh. a raw egg and orange juice? Y'all were wild the in the 80s. eighties. are nuts, man. What health craze was this? Like, I, I was like, again, never caught that as a kid as being weird. I don't know why, but like, on this watching, I was watching. Back when you were a kid, it was the 80s. You're like, yeah, it's normal. My dad just did that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I was watching this. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm watching him crack the egg guy. and pour the orange juice. I go, what is happening? <laughs> And I'm like, I don't re- excuse me, I don't remember this. And then I was waiting for him to like put something else in. Like, what's next? A little bit of beer, malt liquor? What's happening? Like, I almost expected him to just like do it, make it while he's telling the kid to bug up. And he like takes a sip. Oh, that's terrible. Like, I thought he was, was going to pour that, it that, up that, that for the kid. Happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was going to be like, wild. Like, like, you know what? You need, to, you need to get strong like me and hand him the glass. Yeah. Like, this will put hair on your chest. <laughs> he's just doing his best guest on impression. Yeah. He just eats well, so you know, 12 dozen my, eggs. My. Uh, <laughs> My interpretation was like, mom must have been the only one that knew how to cook breakfast. <laughs> and the dad is just like, you got yourself some cereal, right? I don't know how to do this. Maybe it's orange juice and an egg and a blender. I don't like, know what I'm like doing. Orange juice is a breakfast thing, right? Eggs are a breakfast. Yeah. Put them together? It would have been great if the kid's like, what are you doing? Dad's like, I'm struggling too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> my jaw hurts. Oh, my God. Uh, what, what did y'all think about the plot? <laughs> well, so, like, I feel like the actual kind of framing story mm-hmm. of, you know, like, Bastion's side of things, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's a good beginning premise, yeah. right? Like, we put our character in a, in a pretty rough spot. He gets thrown into a he's, dumpster. He's got, like, he's got the full-on 80s bullying going on where it's like, give me your lunch money, don't have any money in the dumpster. <laughs> I love like, I love that there's all these adults, too, watching these yes, kids chase this kid, and they're out. like, whoa, whoa, better not intervene. This is bully territory. I don't want to end up in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> better walk on. I didn't see nothing here. Well, I just, like, watching that... Uh, my wife was just like, what is going on? I was like, this is what bullying was like in the 80s. It was they just, take your money, throw you in a dumpster. <laughs> and you're supposed to stay there like the trash you are. <laughs> uh, but like the framing story, the setup, right, feels good. Yeah. But there's not really any payoff to it. Like there's no res. Yeah. Like 
Bastion's life changes in that he gets to ride Falcor. Yeah. And that's it. And like, like, oh, and he keep, gets to chase the bullies through um, the, wherever he is. The streets, yeah. yeah. Keep, Which keep is wishing weird. and dreaming, yeah. kid. And that's it. And it's not like, it's not just like he comes to terms with losing his mother or like, well, it could maybe be like inferred a, that that oh, happens. Guess, but but like, it's definitely like, it's, not even alluded nebulous. to. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. nebulous at best. And then, you know, the, the, the flip side of this is our actual story within Fantasia. There's a lot of stuff that just isn't really explained. It just happens, yeah, right? Yeah. So we summon the greatest warrior from the plains. <laughs> right. He shows up to the council hey. to accept this quest. And once they agree, you should accept the quest. What is the one condition he is given at that minute? You got to turn in all your weapons. Tur- do this quest with none of your weapons. <laughs> Why? You yeah. summoned the greatest warrior. Give me your bow and arrow, kid. But this is what I killed. Give me the bow and arrow. Yeah. So... Apparently, in the book, there is an explanation for this. Oh, okay. In that you can't bear the Orin, the sigil, while oh. carrying weapons. Just That's one sentence. It. That's one line. That's one line. And, like, it could even have the kid where he can't come to terms with giving up his weapons. This isn't the kind of war he fights, like battles he fights, right? Yeah. Like, so simple. And they're just like, nah, just, you can't travel without weapons. That was important to say. Why? Oh, just say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no weapons, idiot. Was this your first quest? <laughs> what? So everybody does. And then, again, with stuff that was explained in the book that isn't explained in the, in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So they're in the swamp of sadness. Yeah. And if you become sad, you get sucked down. Yeah. So Atreyu watches his loyal horse sucked down because the horse gives him to the sadness, yeah. right? Is Atreyu not sad? Oh, yeah. He's, like, crying about it. Yeah. And he's just, like, floating on top. And I'm like, must not be that broken. Must not be that rough, huh? <laughs> Again, in the book, the Orin protects him there. Uh, it's it's the whole, one of the purposes uh, of the sigil. Wouldn't yeah. it be great if we had that kind just of explanation? Of, or he looks down at the orange. He's like, why am I not seeing yeah, yeah, like anything. Like, uh, yeah, like, I do like the idea that in this you know fantasy universe, when you buy a horse, like you basically you buy a horse. You know, you like, hey, I want this horse. You check three things. You check their gums. You know, it's a good check for like overall yeah. health. <laughs> that's, that's you watch hard. it gate, and then you stand it next to a puddle and tell it a sad story. And if it starts <laughs> sinking, you're right out of there. Done, you got to get a different not horse. Enough, not good enough. <laughs> Does this horse have chronic depression? I need this horse to be <laughs> ready for some sad stories. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, I mean, again, this is a kid's film, so I'm not trying to like judge it too hardly sure. on or too hard on uh, essentially just like it's Pay meant to, yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing. I, I, you know, you always can wish for more. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you that's get the it, plot then that's of great. Never ending yeah. story too. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but for me, the, um, uh, basically the, the whole plot is just kind of finished by the power of friendship. Kind of like the empress needs a new name. Why did she forget it? Like it's just like, the rule. Yeah. It's just the rule. Uh, and which you can have, a you know, again, it's the eighties. We can have a weird cocaine fueled mm-hmm. fantasy yeah. world where that's just the rule, but like just, the real thing that, that bothers me in the end mm-hmm. is that up until this point, Benton, ben, Bastion, Bastion, yeah, yeah Bastion. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, which one's Benton? <laughs> I'm not sure he's okay, going um, with this one. Yeah. Bastion. Bastion has like clearly like he's he's a pretty smart kid, but mm-hmm. he's like reading the story and they are clearly reacting to what he is yeah, like he, what he he's like doing screams yeah. and, and it, it, in the it story. takes him so long to realize like he's like no there's no way it would work just try it kid no that's when i was a kid again i would get frustrated with him like you moron they can hear you 
do the stuff. Just say a name out just of window. Say a name. Like, yeah, let's just get say it going. Ashley. Get, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like, get in there. Um, also, can we can we talk a little bit about the the plot of this kid goes to school? First they off, have like the most wild attic. This ever. school, I wrote down. I was like, this school has an attic with literal human skulls and remains in it. Why? Well, so okay. it didn't even look like a science, science skeleton. Class, let's go. Well, so here's here's the there's the explanation that I kind of like thought. This is, is your head cannon for um, why there's a skull. Well, whenever he goes up to the attic, it's not actually that's not the actual attic. He's basically in a secondary like like par you know um, purgatory area where it's like not it's not in the real world not oh. in the fantasy realm so it's got some of the it's the, edge. Yeah, it's the, the it's the outskirts yeah. of Which, fantasia and they kind of play with that with the windows blowing open yeah. with the storm like they oh. do play with some of those elements mm-hmm. which is and that's kind good. of where where my mind yeah because that didn't look like a school attic <laughs> um there's like a cage in there like a shark cage there's like a dead skull there's, um but no the the plot line of like so he goes up into this attic if mm-hmm. it was the real world mm-hmm. and it was the school and his dad just doesn't call the cops no need to send him looking no, for no the kid one, the last no place he was seen <laughs> he, yeah. was, he was sick in the bathroom guess he's just presumed dead we have 20 witnesses saw some kids toss him at a dumpster guess they took him to the landfill i don't know <laughs> and then, well also hopefully like, he comes back on a luck dragon tomorrow i mean there's no like the, the Teachers aren't concerned. Like, <laughs> right. like Bastion hasn't been in any class today. Yeah, maybe we should, you know, like phone his dad. Call hey, is he sick? And, yeah. and that's you know, kind like, of where's where the truant officer here? Like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Th- why I'm thinking that it's in its own little pocket realm. dimension. Nebulous yeah, a little world. pocket dimension. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so my last thing, and this one bothers me because I didn't when I was looking. I didn't. I didn't look maybe as hard as I could have mm-hmm. because I also don't want to. If I want to read the book, I don't want to just spoil it to myself. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but the last bits of our of scenes in Fantasia right before the Gamork confrontation has Atreyu going through these ruins with like ancient frescoes painted in of all of the adventures he's had. Yeah. And so it's like, so is this like a wheel of time thing where like this battle has happened over and over again right. for yeah. for eons? Yeah. Or like like what's like give me like Who, is the Gamork painting this stuff? Yeah. Like he like he's like I'm gonna make then, my last painting look real cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to put myself in a, mm, I can't really draw trees hole. I'm going to put myself in a hole because yeah. I can fit in that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's going to look at that and be like, man, that's weird. That hasn't happened to me yet. And he's going to turn and be like, oh, it's happening to me right now. <laughs> and then there, it would be great if a Treyu beats Gamork and then looks, there's another one where Gamork is winning and he's like, oh. Weird. I thought that was gonna happen. <laughs> How could I lose? How You're like I lose? twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge wolf. And the kid's like, you couldn't draw hands really well. Shut up! I'm trying. <laughs> I don't even have fingers, kid. Yeah. <laughs> even magical creatures don't like drawing hands. No, they don't. <laughs> or feet. You'll know they just cut all the feet off. There's no yeah. feet. Yeah, no feet. No feet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like if they had just like you could probably say 10 lines of dialogue mm-hmm. and you, you, you kind of fix in a lot film, of, and it just fills in yeah. so much, so yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I really would like to read the book now just from just out of curiosity. Out. Just, I want to know, well, one, I want to know why people were so mad about it. Like, right. Why was the author like ready to just yeah. absolutely throw Steven, it Steven's going to come back in like a month and be just like on the soapbox of like, this is the worst movie adaptation ever, ever. created. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have that tramp stamp tattoo of the aura. And he's like, I read the whole book cover to cover eight times. So, so 
that's a great uh, I stand great, great with the author. There. So, yeah. so fun fact: uh, Noah Hathaway these days he runs a tattoo parlor with his wife. I and wonder how many times that his, kid has done his most, the Orin tattoo. One of his most popular tattoos is the Orin sigil because people know who he is. What if he's really bad at drawing snakes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm work with the hands. I can't do these like, snakes. It just looks like a noodle. Yeah. <laughs> they get to like, thanks. He's like, I tried. I don't know. He didn't wish hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> you got to believe more, kid. I, I, I lost my dream. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Entertainment? Sure. Why yeah. not? I want to start with my favorite line in the movie. Okay. Go for it. Winch to the winch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when that guy says that, I laugh every time. <laughs> winch to, to the, the winch. winch. And then it cuts and she's just like going to town. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, second question. First off, I was entertained. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Yeah. We've been over that. Yeah. What kind of conditioner does a tray use. Oh, his, I mean, it is his, his hair, hair is a Pantene Pro V commercial. It oh is so gosh. silky. I'm like, what's this kid putting in his hair? Yeah. In the 80s, what they even have? They probably just put fish oil, <laughs> just, just baby right oil in there. In there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm. It was mildly entertaining for a couple yeah. things here and there. It it does feel longer than it, than the movie actually is, just mm. because like mm. a lot of the scenes don't really connect. Yeah, and if you did add in a couple lines of dialogue and maybe an actual tie-in with his father at the end, it would have been probably a better adaptation or, or just a better film, just because you get a little bit yeah. more emotional resonance out of it. So, so from the plot points I read of what the rest of the book contains, uh, I, I don't think it would make it a better adaptation. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't even know if there's any actual resolution between him and his dad in the actual book. Yeah, <laughs> but so, for like a story, yeah, like, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah, would yeah, yeah. put some the, more meat on the bones of like, yeah, like, something to at least. Grab onto at the mm-hmm. end there, because otherwise it's just like Falcor ending done. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the film's fine. Yeah, uh, Which, I, like going into it without any nostalgia at all, mm-hmm. it's very hard to, I think, really grasp onto it. But you know, if you love this film, there's absolutely no problem here. Yeah, for that, like, I'm I'm glad that you enjoy it. There are probably worse movies that I absolutely adore. Oh, so there are like some very yeah. terrible yeah. films that I love. I, I'm not trying. Yeah, anybody listening, I, I'm not judging you if you love this movie. No, I not just at all. Definitely no. feel like it. It didn't. Uh, I remember it being better as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I like too. So that the actual ending, right, with Bastion on Falcor, mm-hmm. that's not that was not written. That's not in the book. Mm. So they had to come up with an ending for this. So that's what they. they <laughs> I, I feel like they hit a point where like the writers were just like. Let's give one of these kids a break. Well, just and be like, and then and like, like Wolfgang's like, be happy, Bastion. And Bastion's like, I don't know how. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they're just like, all right, we're just going to have him go in real world and then chase these bullies around because they were the only like really hard antagonist mm-hmm. for yeah. Bastion in the film. What if it had like gotten dark and Falcor catches one and just eats it? <laughs> just eats the bully. <laughs> and the kid's like, no, what? What is this? <laughs> you wished it. <laughs> <laughs> Your wish is my command. <laughs> <laughs> Stop eating everyone. Oh, what have I loosed upon the world? <laughs> uh, like, mm, children in this world taste delicious. <laughs> Once I've had a taste for children, I can't go back. So I think a lot of my entertainment that I, I'm getting out of this film mm-hmm. from watching it is just basically sitting there going like, boy, the 80s were nuts. Yeah. Like the between the, the egg and the orange juice in a blender. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, what? Like big tittied sphinxes with laser eyes. That, like if, it's not even like, the, the whole it's thing. Like the production designer's like, I got an idea how we can make these sphinxes even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did some cocaine. <laughs> he came back with a, 
but like, scratched out. They have the whole thing about, you know, like it's self-doubt, right? You can't doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. But like the real story here is just full speed. It's not a question of doubt. Yeah. It's just go. If you move fast enough, they just can't hit you. Yeah. They don't, yeah. They don't react quick or something. I don't know how this is <laughs> actually supposed to work. I believe that I could go faster and then therefore the, I outran the laser eyes. Then the laser eyes. Man, I remember that that bit when like he like walks up to it and the, the wind mm-hmm. blows and the helmet pops back yeah. and the, the roasted guys in there. It's just like as a kid, again, whoo. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was real. It's, yeah. a, it's a messed up 80s movie. You gotta watch mm-hmm. out. If you doubt yourself, some sphinx with tits on it will come out with laser eyes and roast <laughs> you. <laughs> just ruin you. Yeah. <laughs> just destroy your whole world. There's probably people into that on some section of the internet. Oh, no, oh, don't, 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 don't. don't bring that in here. I, oh. I didn't. I'm just saying. I haven't looked it up or anything. But like I'm sure <laughs> Sphinx.com maybe. <laughs> Egypt is going to be mad. They probably are. How did they get this website before us? <laughs> we should have got this domain in the 90s. Oh, man, that's is that Egypt's version of whitehouse.com versus .gov? Probably, yeah. yeah probably. <laughs> stop. Just stop it now. Hey, Andrew's like, waving us off. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get... This, is, this episode's going to be removed. <laughs> Patreon's going to demonetize us. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like... Uh, it's one of those things, it's so hard to separate at this point, right, from the nostalgia. Yeah. And I, Andrew's, you know, cried the, the good test case here of... Yeah, if you watch it as an adult, you're kind of like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean... It's a fine again. If you love it, I'm not hating on you for loving it. It's it's a fine. I think it has some good, great moments, some really cool stuff in there that has certainly made its way into the rest of pop yeah, culture, fantasy, and and pop culture. It's huge. I mean, it's a big deal in pop culture. Yeah, yeah. That's it's got a very big. You know, like cult following, and well, I mean, the the metal band Atreyu is named after. This character, yeah. like I mean, you keep I mean, the great hair. In this there, movie. there was a yeah. guy in my old lineage two guild named Dark Atreyu, and I was like, oh, I wonder where that's from. And he's like, Never ending story. There we wow. go. And like the the counselor <laughs> at the start, right? Who who brings yeah. uh, Atreyu there? Like his image, like of like the big, like the old, like wizardly looking kind. Yeah, thing. man, I, I swear, I that dude was probably on the front of trapper keepers and folders everywhere in my childhood. <laughs> I positive, like I've seen that face. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it had huge huge impact and. I yeah. think it's one of those situations where, like, the cultural impact is is more important than the movie. Than the movie itself. At this point, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's some cool scenes in this movie. There's definitely some iconic moments yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, as a cohesive movie that's enjoyable to watch as an adult without nostalgia, it's going to struggle. It's but, tough. yeah, it's, it's, its cultural impact can't be understated. No, of course yeah. not. Yeah, absolutely not. So I do believe, on that note, we're, we're running out of time here. We we're are. winding down. But we got a shill. <laughs> Even on the the Patreon early access here, we got a shill. Yeah. So speaking of, mm-hmm. if you want to support us, the most direct way to do that is to become a patron. Yep. At the one dollar tier, you get access to an insane amount of bonus content. <laughs> All the stuff we've done before, um, plus you know new stuff we, that's going to come out yeah. soon. Yeah, we upload once a month. Um, we had a a, a really really You're guaranteed uh, once a month. Yeah, guaranteed once a month. Maybe more. <laughs> Maybe more. Uh, one of my, my favorites that we've done is we we basically uh, did a, a love it, tolerate it, or hate it about pizza toppings. Yep. That was fun. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of discussion about pizza toppings in that one. Yeah, we, 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 mushrooms. We, yeah, yeah, we found out yeah. that Ryan likes mushrooms for some reason. God, they're just so good. Oh. <laughs> Sorry that you guys are but, not team mushroom. <laughs> but, you know, if, um, you know, 
one dollar is uh you know not in the cards that is totally okay mm-hmm. we'd love for you to um you know obviously follow us on show, social media like instagram and facebook yep. we don't have twitter sorry uh but you know we'd no love for you to either, you know so. for yeah. us to for you to share our posts give us a like you know, leave us a review. Leave us a review. Listen to podcasts. Follow us on Spotify because you can't rate the shows. You, you know, that you kind of thing. Show. Oh, well, fine. you can't leave a review, but you can uh, pick a star rating. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Follow us, review us wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, yep. your mom's podcast, whatever you're doing. <laughs> just rate us <laughs> yep. and uh, share it with a friend. Yeah. But on that note, I do believe that is all the time we have. So until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And every spoiler was intended. <laughs>